The following podcast has been rated TVMA, NSFW, R, and NC-17, so it is not safe for kids. Put your children to bed. You spend enough time with them anyway. Times are getting a little easier these days, but that don't mean taking time for yourself needs to. When you want a drink, you want to work for it. That's why I only drink Malort. Its unusual full-bodied flavor of deck varnish and viper piss is a taste savored by two-fisted drinkers. So if you think your two fists are strong enough, why not grab yourself a shot of the only booze big enough to knock some sense right back into you? Jepson's Malort. It'll kick your ass for you, so you can take time taking her easy. Proud sponsor of Chad the Birdcast, which is what you're listening to right now. It's good? Is that good? Tap, tap, tippity-tap-tap the mic. <clears throat> jing, jing-a-ling, jing-a-ling-a-ling, look-a-look-a-look, it's Christmas time. Deepity-ba-dee-ba-doop-ba-doop, it's time to drink some wine. Everybody in the house, get cozy in your socks and drink all the booze and then forget where you are. <laughs> I didn't have a... I didn't stick the landing on that one. That's okay, because... um. It's not about me this time. It's about us. It's about families. What's going on? You're listening to the Birdcast. I'm Chad, if you haven't figured that out already. Um, welcome, everyone, to that most sacred of holiday traditions, the annual December watching of the Star Wars Holiday Special. That's right! For those of you who have been fans and followers of the Birdcast for the past five years, you know that it's around this time right before the end of the year, that I kidnapped my friend and yours, Jennifer Bancourt, and we watched the Star Wars Holiday Special in its entirety. And that is what we did. And we did it, damn diddy do. Here's the thing. If you go down below, first off, while you're down there, please rate and review this podcast. There's a link that'll send you to my YouTube page. And you can watch Jen and I watch the Star Wars Holiday Special in real time because what's following is just our reaction. That's what we always do every year. It's just we, we react, post-view, post like 60 beers. So it's drunk and insane. It's very holiday. It's very wintry. It's, uh, you know, everybody in the house just getting cozy and watching Star Wars. So we do. Except we watch the Holiday Special because it's a holiday episode. This, this tradition started back in 2016 when... Uh, I and a bunch of people from the show that I was doing on a Saturday got drizzunk and fell asleep at my apartment. And then we woke up and was like, oh, fuck, we got to record a podcast episode today. So I just had a bunch of randos on the podcast, and all we did was talk about Star Wars. And ever since then, every year around this time, I need a little Star Wars, I need to drink a little boozy treats, and I need to torture my friends. And that was the birth of the Star Wars Holiday Star Spacular which is celebrating its fifth year right now in your ear. I'm so excited. It was a blast. Here's a funny story. When you go to that YouTube video, you will notice that it is only part two. And that is because part one was shut down by YouTube for copyright violations because of the cartoon involved. We will get to that information later in the podcast. But... If you want to watch us, watch the second half of the Star... And, you know, it's fine, because you're really not missing all that much. You can watch the Star Wars Holiday Special. There's a link down there, too. You can watch the whole thing, if you are so inclined. I do recommend you watch it responsibly, because it can break you. We're professionals. We've done this five times. Anyway, go watch Jen and I watching the Star Wars Holiday Special. And, like, get your Christmas cozies on. And then start this episode, because it's our reaction... And it's coming up right now. Happy holidays. Oh, my God. We All right. So we just got... Done live streaming the watch of the uh, Star Wars Holiday Special mm-hmm. for the fifth year in a row, Jen Bancourt. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, um, first of all, for those of you who want to actually go back and watch what we went through, 
you can do it on the YouTubes. There's a link below, and then come then now you you're caught up, and this is like the next episode. That's got to feel very special. Honestly, it is very special to share it with a bunch of people. It felt very validating for other people to be like, "What is what happening?" Because like people would like walk in during the mm-hmm. YouTube thing, and be like, "What are you guys doing?" We're like. Uh, it's very clear. I don't yeah. know how we can make it any clearer. I feel like you've walked in on the part where Grandpa's masturbating in the living room. What's not clear about this? <laughs> My favorite was somebody came in and was like, wait, whoa, 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 this isn't Star Wars. And we were like, oh, sweet cherubic child. Oh, yes, tiny it babe. Is. It mm-hmm. absolutely is. Bef- Welcome to it. Before Star Wars became the thing we all know and love now, this, so, there was this. There was this. So this, so like this 1978... It was still in the theaters when the holiday special came out. Mm-hmm. So that means that, like, that would be like us going to see um, Iron Man. Like, the first one. Because, like, you can't compare it to, like, the later movies. Because this was the first one. So, like, we went to go see mm-hmm. Iron Man. And then they had, like, a very Iron Man Christmas special. Because they didn't know how big the property was yet. But, no, actually, that can't be true. Because, like, no, they, they already knew how big it was, which is why they did it. But it couldn't, they couldn't And in the promo, it. they said, the biggest hit of all time, or That's something yeah, like I that. they did Which is banana. So they knew it was huge. I don't think they knew. There's no possible way. Mm-mm. They could have known it would become what it is now. But they knew it was big, and big enough to get acrobatic acts and Jefferson Starship Wait, so was that like, that was like a Cirque du Soleil situation, was it? Was it actually Cirque du Soleil? I don't know that, I don't know enough about Cirque du Soleil to speak on their behalf. <laughs> uh, so, this, so 1978, uh, set in the universe of the Star Wars science fiction media franchise, directed by Steve Binder. Steve Binder also directed the Elvis Presley comeback show and Diana Ross live in Central Park. This checks out. That makes sense to me. He also mm-hmm. did a Pee Wee show at one point. <gasps> a Pee Wee special. Did you know that? I did not know that, and we love a Pee Wee special. I know every. I know he got blacklisted for a while because of the whole masturbating in a porn theater. But honestly, what do you expect people to do? The Star Wars holiday special. According to David Hofsted, Steed, Hofsted, author of What Were They Thinking? The 100 Dumbest Events in Television History. First of all, wait, Jen, don't look. Okay, because I got my notes. Hold up. Okay. Um, so first off, what an amazing title for a book. <laughs> the 100 Dumbest Events in Television History. Ooh. What a niche book. What a great Wh- book. Where do you think the Star Wars Holiday Special ranked... In the 100 dumbest events in television history. I'm definitely thinking top 10. Top 10. Okay. All right. So, so far, uh, well, I can't tell you yes or no. So, like, give me your final, like, give me, like, you get two guesses. Okay. My two guesses are three and five. Okay. You've, you've, <laughs> you've I want to say it's either the third dumbest or the fifth dumbest. All right. Is that your final answer? Those are my guesses. Yeah. Uh, it was the number one dumbest event in television history, no. called the worst two hours of television ever. That's where it ranks in the one hundred dumbest of all time. I thought I was putting it pretty high by going number three. Yeah, I saw that in your face. You're like, well, I couldn't possibly be number one. There had to be no. No, it is. It's the it's the king of horrible television. Honestly, it, here's the only reason I find that dubious. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, where's the cutoff? Yeah, because I'm like, listen, I've sat through this at least 1,500 times now, <laughs> and I've survived. There's other TV events that I sit through, like give almost any given hall, Hallmark like movie special that I'm like, I can't do this. Right. I get This isn't even fun. All right, what are the names of, of Chewbacca's family? Jam Court. Yes, well, it's my pleasure to tell you that Chewbacca has a wife named Mala. Right. And from there, those two have a son named Lumpy. But I think the real cream of the crop here is... The patriarch of Wookiedom. Yeah, the patriarch of the whole Baca family. (laughs) Which means her name is Mala Baca. Yeah. Lumpy Baca, Mala Baca, Chewbacca. Itchy Baca. They just stopped caring. Yeah. You had your Chewbacca. 
You had your Han Solo. You had your Greedo, Jabba, Nia Nub, but they were just like lumpy. Um it, it itchy. Itchy. Like some guy was just like, oh. Oh, itchy. Yeah, yeah. let's call him itchy. Well there was, there was no like there was no um there, nobody that was like a creative artist was involved in this because it wasn't no. even the name of the the proper name of the planet in canon yeah is Kashik but in this movie it's Kazook <laughs> obviously this thing was it's like a notoriously like horribly bad. reviewed terrible experience and it really is really bad but it was never rebroadcast like they they did it once on mm-hmm. TV presumably live like they do on TV but they never did it again and it was never officially released on home video. So the only way you can see it um, is on bootleg DVDs or on YouTube, which means you run into commercials mm-hmm. and all kinds of stuff because like somebody got their old VHS copy of it and we're just like, what? And then put that on DVD because George Lucas tried to destroy it. So you cannot get it any other way than bootleg, which I thought was amazing because like, while we were streaming mm-hmm. it, we got kicked off at halfway through yep. and had to restart it because even we were just like, oh man, we're totally bootlegging this thing. Sorry, guys. Yeah. So so here's something interesting that I learned um, in between when we were broadcasting and right now, Jen, is that the, the cartoon, um, which is, okay, so for those of you who don't know, within the Star Wars Holiday Special... There is an animated yeah. segment. Oh, you didn't think there were going to be cartoons. There is. There is. There's an actually like a pretty boss it's animated. It's the highlight. Very important. It's yeah, it's also. very important. It's also the highlight of the entire experience, which is a low bar to clear. But Yeah, that animation is pretty sweet. Though. But it's pretty sweet. It's got like a heavy metal vibe, rotoscope kind of thing. Um I believe it's a uh the name of the the cartoon is uh from a Canadian company called Nelvana. They did like a bunch of adult stuff, Clone High, and um, which is one that mm-hmm. I I remember seeing from way back when. So for a hot minute there, I thought that it was like the people that did um, uh, oh, uh, the French one, Muzzy, but it's uh, not. Je suis la jolie. <laughs> the only phrase I. Oh, they did French. Strawberry Shortcake though. That oh, is real, and My Pet Monster. Uh, they did from back in the day, but they all they did Babar, I believe, at one point. Uh, did you say Babar? I said Babar. What do you say? Babar. Babar. Oh, no, I say Babar. I don't know why. I, I don't know who is correct. I always just heard it as Babar. I mean, we could do the Google, but we're in the middle who of cares? the show. Uh, but that's like, not what's important that's right now. That's not what's, what's important right now is Nelvana did this um, animated segment, and it is the introduction of the legendary Boba Fett. Mm-hmm. Uh, so no, Boba Fett was not introduced in the Star Wars Empire Strikes Back. He was introduced yeah. in the Christmas special. Yeah, and it is canon because Life Day is officially canon because of the Mandalorian. That's a bold move. I remember watching the series and hearing them mention Life Day. I was like, Are we going down this road? Oh yeah, no, you're seriously absolutely. going down this road? Because well, like halfway through the Mandalorian, uh, Jin Jaren uh, has uh, the same. Um, like prodding yeah. like space taser that Boba Fett has in the mm-hmm. animated mm-hmm. Nelvana cartoon from the Star Wars holiday special. So it exists Indeed. in the canon. There's nothing you can do about it now, Lucas. It's part of your scene. But the reason, here's what's interesting. The reason we were bumped from YouTube today <gasps> yeah. is because, and it was we were bumped during the cartoon. Yeah. It has been bought by Disney and is on Disney+. Plus. The cartoon. The cartoon is. So only the cartoon. Only the cartoon. You can't see anything else, but that's why we got bumped. So it was smart when we came back to just be like, like right, we should skip the cartoon. Yeah. yeah, that's how we stayed on. So there it is. Now you know. All right. So what is the plot of the Star Wars Holiday Special? Great question. <laughs> Open to interpretation. What it? I'm welcome. Whatever anyone has, I'm welcome to hear it. Uh, so according to Wikipedia. Great. This is the plot of the Star Wars Holiday Special. I'm going to read it to you, Jen. You tell me if this adds up. Okay. I'm All right. Or, or no. if you even notice that this is mm-hmm. what happened. Go okay. On. on Life Day, so mm-hmm. far it checks out, 
Chewbacca, accompanied by Han Solo, is headed home to see his family. Okay. Along the way, the duo is chased by two Star Destroyers, but they escape into hyperspace. Meanwhile, on Kashyyyk, according to Wikipedia, already we're, we're, sorry, off, we're off the fucking mark here because it's Kazook, as they say several times. Yeah. Chewbacca's family is preparing for his return, hoping to find the Millennium Falcon. His wife, Mala, runs a computer scan for starships in his area, but is unsuccessful. I guess that's what happened. Yeah, because sure. there was a lot of she like did, numbers, she... and it made a bunch of noises like... Boop, 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 yeah, boop, and there was like, no starships in area. And I was like, I guess that's what we're doing. Well, uh, now you know. That's like like you're lost, like you're on your way home for Christmas dinner, and your, yeah. your mom is just like, scan the highway. <laughs> but to be fair, he is an international, intergalactic... But then, Smuggler. But He's a criminal. Even another reason why, of course, his ship wouldn't show up mm-hmm, on the mm-hmm. flight records. Because they're Bala, smugglers. you know he's not going to be findable easy. So, I will give her this. Maybe this is some sort of, like, bootleg scanner that's only looking out for smuggler ships. I'll yeah, give yeah, you, yeah. You know what? Okay. We're enough We're gonna... into technology land. I'll give you that I'll much. take it. You even got though it. your house is covered in... Shag carpet. Shag carpet, hair, and farts. So Mala contacts Luke Skywalker, who, along with R2-D2, is working on his X-Wing fire. Luke tells her that he does not know what happened. Mala contacts Son Dan, who's yep. a local trader. That's Art Carney with yep. his, his massive chest. He tells her through a carefully worded message. This is Wikipedia. Oh. Carefully worded message that Han and Chewbacca are on their way and should be arriving soon. Yeah, he was like, some old lady, like a lady made it for you by hand. Solo. (laughs) Carefully worded message in, you know, English. Yeah. Not in Wookiee. Not in Wookiee. She cannot, she... Honestly, if that had been in Wookiee, you wouldn't have even had to do anything. Yeah, I don't understand that. Why did he even have to, like, fake it? All I'm hearing is nobody's bothering to learn Wookiee. Well. On their own planet. On their own planet. What a slap in the face. Mala then attempts to prepare a meal. (laughs) She does. She sure does attempt. She does attempt. By that, you mean she puts shit in a pot. That's all, though. But, like, that's not a meal. That's a stew. The instructions of which are being aired via local cooking show by an eccentric, eccentric, four-armed alien, not a robot, alien cook, played by Harvey Corman, named Chef Gormanda. That was the name of that nightmare drag robot that we looked at. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Drag robot. Harvey Corman getting popped in his asshole while he was flipping his little fucking arms around. Getting a little whip, tickle whip, butt. Stereo, whip, whip. I mean, like, get your judge, but... Yeah, I'm not mad about it. I'm just saying, like, just call it what it is. It was weird. It was fucking... It was awkward for that's us. That's also... That's also just, like, none of the things, like, that you were describing or how you prepare any sort of meat. <laughs> he sniffs a raw oh, yeah. cut of tenderloin and then puts it in a pan and then fucks with it. And then chops it up and whips, whips, whips it, it. Whips it. Whipping meat. Yeah, that's right. the part that, that's where you lost. Honestly, was... that's where you lost me. That's where. <laughs> so then Son arrives with life day gifts for everyone. Oh, my goodness. Including, sure this does. is how this is described, by the way. Because we're, yes, we're getting to your favorite part of the Star Wars holiday special. Please. Including a virtual reality fantasy program featuring Diane Carroll for Itchy. And then it doesn't even go into any other detail. It just goes, and then back on the Vulcan. It's just like, they're like, you got him a little game. Anyway, moving back. I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. you don't get to yada yada over that one, sir. Wikipedia. Yeah. Correct. I had to watch this geriatric Wookiee. This. Being aroused physically <laughs> and mentally. And, you know, fucking jammel to completion. Yeah. And we had to sit and be While a part Diane Carroll is, like, in a melted ice cream <laughs> costume, making that happen, being like, I can feel my creation. That's one of the lines. And the other one is like, I'm hearing your message. Can you hear mine? It's like, oh my God, yes. I I can hear it, please. I this wish- is a virtual reality sharper image chair that the oldest yeah. Wookiee 
who looks like a melted... What did you call it? Uh, it's like someone left a Yeti costume on the radiator. That's exactly what he looks like. <laughs> the, the, he gets to, so that was his present for Life Day, which means Sondon gave him some porn, yeah. and Itchy doesn't even waste a second. Doesn't even wait to everybody to go to sleep. He just goes into his chair in the living room Correct. while Mala is cooking mm-hmm. with a fucking robot, and Lumpy is playing with his fucking gift and just jacks it yeah in the middle of the room and we have to watch there's also a moment where like whatever diane carroll says he like hits like repeat 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 (laughs) and it's like oh no that would be like somebody well i don't even know because who fucking buys porn for people anymore you can get it online but that would be like somebody in the 80s being like hey hey bud i got you you know world's greatest fleshlight And world try it out <laughs> in the living room. And oh, you're not gonna wait. Oh, you just go. No, oh. there's a warming feature. Watch, turn it on. Turn, turn it on. on. Turn it on. Put yeah, it on. Yeah, go it on for it. it. Fits fucking like, great, right? Fits great. Oh my god. Meanwhile, your kid's playing on your your daughter is cooking, and your kid your yeah. grandson is on the on the rug playing with his fucking toys. Yeah. And he's like, oh, why wait? Let's fucking crack this out now. Let's uh, give it is... the old college try. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So yeah, I mean, it was a, it's a crime, and we all were witness to it. Uh, all right, so back on the Falcon, Chewbacca and Han have just come out of hyperspace. And Han notices an increased imperial presence, so they decide to land on an unguarded area near the north. I don't remember that happening. I feel like that was probably a one-liner that happened somewhere. That that's true. Oh I... wait, whoa, hang on. As they enters as they enter the atmosphere. Lumpy hears the roaring of the ship. Believing Han and Chewie might be arriving, Mala opens the door, but instead finds two stormtroopers and officers. The Imperials force their way in their house, and Officer orders a search for Chewbacca. I remember yeah. the space Nazis tossing their home. Yeah. But well, I don't remember any of that shit about like Lumpy being like, Oh, I, you're my dad in his fucking Toyota. Well, I know that there was someone... So there were several points... During this special where someone's at the door, right? That's very characteristic, I feel like, of a 70s holiday special. Oh, <laughs> oh, who could that be at this hour? Here. Top, top, top. Um, but I don't remember any justification as to why they thought that, other than probably someone knocked. And I don't know why they would think that was anyone... They knew, like, I could see why they would think it was hot. so deep in thought. I did. so deep in thought. Because I'm thinking about, I'm like, okay, you don't know it's stormtroopers. Maybe you did think it was Han and Chewie. (laughs) Like, surprise. But also... (laughs) Surprise! It's not your dad. It's Nazis. Yeah, it's space Nazis. The worst thing to get on the holidays. And they just really keep doubling down on bullying this poor kid. Not even they the, toss his room several times. Not even the rest of the family. Like, they leave Grandpa alone. They leave They leave the masturbating monkey alone. As they search, uh, they try to distract the Imperials with food. I don't recall that happening. I don't recall that happening Was at any all. food made? No. All right. Not that I know of. Oh, and here's something that threw me off. Actually, like, didn't, didn't they even mention Sandan at one point goes, like, Wookie food isn't very good. Yeah, that's not a distraction. That's like being like, you want a cookie? It's trash. Like yeah. that, that's not gonna make me think twice. Hey, I'll here's be like, some food. You're gonna hate it. You're gonna fucking hate it. This soup is is garbage. Uh, no. Uh, so they and with Mal. This is what Wikipedia says. Mala's music video box. That was hers. That was hers. I didn't know that. I mean, that makes me feel great for Mala that he also got her like a. Not the same level of masturbation tool, but honestly, if you got me a music box with Aerosmith in it, I'd be like, great time. Thank you. I love the idea that, like, Mala's got this, like, holographic MTV box where she's just like, hang on. When it's my time, when it's Mala time. It's Mala time. I'm going to jam out to the top hits of the galaxy. It's it's Mala and Jefferson Starship time. Everyone else, get out. Oh, did you guys not know that Jefferson Starship was in the Star Wars holiday special? Kel Supreze. Actually, it is. It's a major it surprise. A I, didn't mean, I didn't mean to sound like <laughs> that was sarcastic. It isn't. They're in it. They, yeah. And, and also a highlight. Yeah, that's one of the best parts. Yeah, it's like, a solid fucking music video from Jefferson Starship, dressed like a He-Man character, yeah. mixed with a Ron Burgundy character. 
and, and their microphones look like lightsaber dildos. Yeah, and also, his, like, the lead singer looks like he's out of Rathacon a little bit. <laughs> Just a little bit. Just a little bit. When the music finishes, the head officer orders the search to continue. The head officer tells Mala to keep Lumpy busy while they search his room. Might I just interrupt for a second to be like... You might. We're doing a lot of interpretation of what Wookiees are saying to each other. Good point. Because, like, first of all, Wookiees don't speak English. Well, they don't speak Star Wars English. They speak Wookiee. Yeah. Which, you know, sounds like a dog trying to eat a chew toy. (laughs) Correct. Now... All of these Wookiees have their various degrees of screaming animal, uh, and there are no subtitles. Correct. Uh, for those of you that have seen Solo, there are no <laughs> subtitles like there are in that movie. And while in that movie I complained about them, <laughs> don't I was you, like, I was don't like, you miss them now? I don't know, honestly. <laughs> this has put me in a real pickle. Because yes and no. Cause... <laughs> I'm fine. How are you? <laughs> um. Wait. Let's. Uh. W- like that's yeah. that's like. So it's like. All right. So here. All right. So here's an example. All right. Jen is gonna be like one of the quote unquote human characters, and I'm gonna be okay. all of the Wookies. Ready? Okay. Uh. So. Oh. So come in. Like. Oh. It's. You're like visiting for Life Day. Yeah. Happy Life Day. I've brought presents. <laughs> Great. <laughs> here's your present and here's yours. This goes on for the entire 98 minutes of this special. So how do they distract Lumpy? They use a view screen to watch a cartoon of his father's many adventures, which I think is really fucking weird. Because he's an outlaw. He's an outlaw... He's like Robin Hood, I guess, to the Wookiees. He's a war hero. We're in the midst of the war. Yeah. That would be like you're in the middle of the Iraq War. At, well, you know. W- and there's a cartoon it, about like, uh, uh, what was it? Schwarzkopf. Like, yeah, or like the Marines that did like 11 Dark 30 or whatever. <laughs> Zero Dark 30? Thank you, I don't know. 11 Dark 9, never forget. Uh, anyway, yeah, it would be like, yeah, exactly. It'd and be you're like. like that's dark and like also it's a cartoon and it's you and your dad is one of them and your mom is like hey while these nazis toss our apartment you want to watch that war cartoon they made about your dad and then he even hides it from the space nazis because they're like keep him busy so she's like here's a cartoon of your father Uh and he puts on headphones those are straight up honestly nicer headphones than i have now right like just shy of beats by dre yeah they're slimmer. Yeah, it's nice. Slimmer. Anyway, they are very nice. Them. I don't know why that they didn't catch on. But then they he's watching it, and when one of the stormtroopers comes by, he's like, No, it's just a box that has numbers one, two, three, four on it. See? Yeah. I'm like, boop, like boop, 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 beep, beep, boop, beep. Look at me being a dumb child. So to recap so far for this Wookiee Passover, uh <laughs> Chewbacca and Han Solo are on a smuggler mission while the family's trying to make dinner. They get attacked, they get Tossed by Nazis, yeah. and that is a that is the holiday special. Is it's about war times? It wasn't Elijah. <laughs> so then Lumpy works to create. Oh, so that cartoon, by the way, yeah. is the introduction of Boba Fett. Boba Fett. Uh, Lumpy works to create a translation device that will full. What? Yeah. I don't remember this happening. I I do, and it was okay. Here's the crazy part. I remember this from our first two to three viewings. What I think is funny is that I said, I don't remember this part. We literally watched this half an hour ago. I know, but I also, when we watched it just now, understood it less than I feel like I understood it in the past. <laughs> so what Sandan brought Lumpy, mind you, none of this is said. This is all acted out in Wookiee. So. <laughs> and so what he brought him is a transmitter. So he can fake. So I am... Here's the part I'm unclear about. So he can fake... This is the part you're unclear about? Yeah. This is the part I'm unclear about. So he can fake transmissions. I'm unclear (laughs) whether the part that he faked was the entire B. Arthur scene and everything after it. Oh, yeah. Or whether the B. Arthur scene is... Was actually, again, required viewing for... Well, we haven't gone there yet because the thing that's on Lumpy's transistor thing... Well, he's looking how to put it together, well, which put is it the together. whole that's stupid the... robot Is part. that what that is? That he, like, yeah. YouTubes 
a DIY yes. how-to vid. And it's like, I'm a rope, rope, rope. Oh, yeah. And it's Harvey um, Corman again. So again. Harvey Corman's in this three He's times. All the bits. Right. All the bits. We're glossing over what I think in this buffet of uncomfortable weirdness is the weirdest part of this thing. We've seen this thing five times. We've just not really dove into it. Well, and I think it's we... legit creepy. Like, at one point, I was yeah. like, this is scarier than Hereditary. Yeah. Because Harvey Corman plays yeah, yeah. the YouTube, um, like, how-to guy, but it's a mouth... It's according to, to Wikipedia... Um, Lumpy works to create a translation device that will fool the Imperials into returning to their base by faking their commander's voice. To do so, he must first watch the manual for the device being presented by a malfunctioning, incompetent robot. What? All of that would have made Why? sense if the entire lead cast didn't sound like <laughs> didn't sound like someone was trying to jam a ball down a yak's mouth. Yeah, and also if I, because I'm sure they said that in WikiSpeak. I'd also like to fight back just a small amount to be like he didn't fake his voice. There's a whole video. It's video yeah. screen. Like he faked a FaceTime, <laughs> which like good for him. Honestly, if that's what's happening, I'm like good for you, my my dude. Like, so this whole, this whole sequence, which I want to dive in because we haven't dove into it in the last five years when we've done this. Be Arthur? No, 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 no. The Harvey Corman as the malfunctioning robot. According yeah, to this, no, the right. malfunctioning YouTube robot. We don't want to talk about it because it's uncomfortable, but it has to be addressed. Okay. Because, like, this it, is the year. it isn't... This is the year. We're finally doing it. We're mm -hmm. finally going there. It's like, it isn't even, it isn't even, like, explained what's happening. It's like you went on YouTube... And he found this creepy deep web video of how to put together a fucking like transistor radio, and the guy doing it, his his like his like feed was broken. So like every now and then he go like, burr, 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 burr. but he doesn't even do like the Max Hedrum thing where he goes like beep 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 or something like that. He just kind of goes buff buff buff. And I was like, is anyone else? How did how did you look at that and just go, God, that's funny, and not wow, that's creepy. That's like ghost shit. That's Ringu shit. That's yeah. fucking Juan shit. Ringu. I fucking, not, not cool with me. And it doesn't, it's not funny. Nope. It's not comical. No. It's not charming. It just looks like something is wrong. And nobody explains why. And meanwhile, <laughs> Lumpy's like, oh, this again. And you're like, what? This is haunted. This is dangerous. I feel like I'm gonna die in seven days. I mean, I feel like if I was Lumpy, I'd be like, I'll figure it out myself. <laughs> While the Imperials are searching downstairs, the living room view screen activates, announcing that Dantooine, which is how it's pronounced in the first Star Wars, but right. everybody else calls it Tatooine, Tatooine. later, but in they, the first Star Wars in 1977, Princess Leia pronounces it Dantooine. I know, but they called it Tatooine. All right, okay. This first, they did, but that's okay. I'm not arguing with anyone. So, Tatooine I is put under curfew by the Empire because of subversive forces the video is announced as required viewing for imperial forces so what that means so that was required viewing they were making an example of b arthur and her shitty little tavern what they were like these are the people this is what you gotta watch out for people resisting so akmena which is b arthur yep who's running and it is canon that is the most icely cantina or at least it's supposed to be that's I mean, that's not the layout I saw, but okay. I, you know what I mean? No, you're right. Like, it, it's, it's not that. It's the make. It's the Wish.com version of the Mos Eisley Cantina. Correct. So, so it comes much smaller than you think it's going to. It, I feel like I got this. I feel like I got this on Etsy, and someone fucked me. You said this was a large. <laughs> um. Yeah. Okay. 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 So you got Finner and Dan in the I middle. I mean, where nose. else are they playing hot jizz? It's <laughs> So for those of you who haven't watched the YouTube yet of us watching this oh from a half an hour ago, I uh, I um, introduced Jen mm -hmm. to the name of what the music is canonically that they play at the Mos Eisley Cantina. The band, this is the big brain dudes that play like... So that... Um, band in uh, the first Star Wars movies, Finran Dan and the Modal Nodes. The style of music that Finran Dan and the Modal Nodes play in canon in Star Wars is, and I am not, I wish I was joking, mm. 
is called Jizz. And Jen, and Jen didn't know that. No, I did not. And so it just, it's such a jarring thing to, to become aware of so quickly. Yeah. But just know that when you're talking about the Cantina band from Star Wars, that's Jizz music. And B. Arthur's Akmena, after being ruthlessly uh, sexually um, assaulted... Yeah. By a volcano-headed Harvey Corman as his final uh, form in the movie. Yeah, which I, like, nothing about that character is okay. No, he's got a volcano for a head that he drinks out of. He's, like, relentlessly hitting on it's B. Like Arthur. You told me once he wanted to, like, have me to have a good day, and now I love now you. Now I love you. So this fucking volcano incel alien creature, mm-hmm. played by Harvey Corman, coming off of his recent performance as the frightening computer man, comes behind the bar at one point. And you can tell yeah. Jen and I, uh, you know, both... And you can tell That's that Jen had... You can tell that Jen has bartended, because like she leans over, she goes, "No, sir, no, you don't get to go behind the bar." That's my line. That's like someone can be weird on the other side of the bar, and I have a very, I have a much higher bar for what's like creepy, right? But when you come into my space, I'm like, "No." Mm-hmm. Okay. So here's what's crazy: is he comes it, like around from the front of the bar t- into her bar, and I always used to think B. Arthur was. The no. You always used to think B. Arthur in life or no, in B. The Arthur. Girls. Oh, in the Golden Girls. Okay. So that's my that's my B. Arthur. That's how I know her. I know she was mod. I know she did a bunch of other things, but her character has always been this sort of. I thought in younger years, this staunch woman who was like, "I brook no bullshit," and yet, as a twenty twenty one woman watching this, like. She's not accepting his advances, but it is still a very, like, he's in her space and he's coming on to her. And she's like, hey, uh, listen, her off-putting remarks, I was like, you need to kick him in the balls right now. I, so it's like a, it's a weird, it's, it's a weird role, first of all, for Beatrice. It's and, a weird role for everybody, to And second of all, I, it, it's, I mean, so many things about this. I understand it was the 70s, but it's always good to just reflect on these things and be like, this was... Not okay. No, it was not okay. Not only was it not okay, it was obviously not okay, because even B. Arthur was looking at the camera like, ew. And then she had to, like, she, like, and then she just kept getting him drunker, and then, like, pouring that goo down his, his fucking volcano mouth. Yep. Her entire scene was, hey, the Empire is forcing us to close down. Please, everyone, leave. It was cabaret. And then they said no, and she said, okay, I'll get you one more drink if you please leave. And they were like, yay, one more drink. And then she was like, yeah, but did you hear the please leave part? And they were like, no. So then she is like, starts singing a song about it. And then it, it is cabaret. <laughs> and then it's honestly just cabaret. It should be noted that Harvey Corman's volcano-headed um, uh, incel freak, uh, his name is uh, Krellman. Don't care. <laughs> he doesn't deserve he doesn't a name. He doesn't deserve a name. Um, okay, according to Wikipedia, Krellman misunderstood something she said to him recently, which you know is incorrect. Hey, well, which is like gaslighting the entire yeah. world if you think that that's what happened. Fix your shit, Wikipedia, because that's not what went down. Well, she was very clear. Leave me alone, Krellman. Well, yes, and so, well, I know what they're saying because he's like, you said something to me that meant the world to me, which in a weird way I'm like, okay, you could have made a cool mental statement here, but you, like, mental health statement, but you didn't. I think her thing was like, because he says he has seven fingers, which is another gag that's in this bit. <laughs> that is apparently I, crazy. Yeah, well, th- that I remember because he was like, you said like, I can count on one hand how many right. the words you said to me. And then she says it later and I like counted on my own fingers. And I was like, oh yeah, seven. And it was like something like, um, come back later. Like, I appreciate your visit or like your visit meant a lot to me or like something innocuous that every bartender says to every person. It was something close or whatever. But, and then he actually witnesses her saying that and is like crestfallen. <laughs> It's like, sir. Sir. Um, so yeah, um, according to Wikipedia, Akmena announces last call and upon being ignored, sings a farewell song, which is not all what happens. No. She doesn't announce last call. She promises everyone a free fucking drink. She does. She's like, the Empire is shutting us down. 
Okay. I'll get this round. One more. On Why me. are you still here? And they're like, well, I haven't gotten my fucking drink yet. She's like, get out. The Empire's here. All right, stay for one more. Yes, that's how it felt. And that's how and that's how it goes down. And then she does a, like, Torch song, klezmer version of the song from the first Star Wars. Do, 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 do. But she puts words to it, slowed way down, like when any pop star does a Christmas carol. Lump, all right, so here we are, moving on. Moving on. <laughs> Lumpy uses his opportunity to put his plan into motion. I don't remember this. Thank God. Faking a repeated call for the Imperials to return to base. They leave, but one stormtrooper stays behind. and realizes they were tricked. He finds Lumpy, and he destroys the machine. That's what he was doing upstairs in the kids' oh, room when he I broke don't... the shit. I really, literally, we just watched this a half an hour ago, and I didn't, I didn't put that together. I mean... This sort of makes me wonder, I'm like, how do you have this insight into what happened? Yeah, where is the script? How many times have you watched Somebody this? on Wikipedia went, ha- has in. went in, went deep. Uh, and then chases Lumpy outside. Han and Chewbacca arrive. We were so happy to see them because we were like, oh, thank God. This means Yay! it's over. It's not over. It's not over. But... They, uh, Chewie protects Lumpy. Han kills the stormtrooper. Throws... That's, un- that's unfair. Okay, go on. Han does not kill the stormtrooper. Han pushes the stormtrooper against a very faulty, like, uh, railing system that is made out of, somehow, I'm going to go with bamboo. Well, on gazook, I don't know what you call it. I don't either, but, like, Lumpy was walking on it earlier. Sure. I think that's supposed to make us understand, actually, that's contradictory to understanding what the structure of any of this house is like. Because he was, like, walking on it earlier, and that was fine. But I guess if you're evil, maybe it's evil wood. Like, you know, they can detect if you're a Nazi, and it's like, no, I won't support this. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> uh, after reunited, an Imperial officer appears on the view screen, giving a general alert for the missing stormtrooper. Did not put that together. Sandan quickly responds no, that the, the trooper stole there. supplies and yeah. deserted. Well, Danger averted. This is when I was like, they're going to find his dead body yeah, at the bottom, at the of, bottom the of the tree. With no supplies. Yeah, clearly that's the stormtrooper. And the only place he could have fallen out of was the parapet that Chewbacca and his family live on. Yeah. And, oh, shit, there's a whole fucking railing that's broken. Anyway. Yeah, also, ma'am, who is your husband again? <laughs> All right, so the family prepares to go to the festival at the Great Tree of Life, which is the first time the Tree of Life is mentioned Ever. in the entire thing. So now we're finally getting to know what Life Day is. Yeah. So, Jen, what, what, what is Life Day? I don't know. I So, if I had to guess, and this is an amalgamation you of... were to hazard a guess. Five years of trying to understand this. This is the fifth time we've okay. seen this. So, on the earthly plane... The Wookiees bring out these lights that I assume are representative of some sort of meditative feature that they that is happening. They then transcend this plane to because they walk through some sort of space portal, a la Soul, if you've seen it, <laughs> and are then at the Tree of Life. Soul, and, the Pixar film. Yes, correct. Yeah. Yes, and then are all wearing robes. Which no one is bothered if you're a Wookiee to wear at this point. Which I I don't know how their culture works. So like maybe this is just like it's ceremonial. So we don an extra garment. But my question comes in when why? And I'm not saying robots don't have souls. This is not don't at me. <laughs> I'm not making this argument. But like three PO and R two were there, and then Leia and Luke are there. So this is also what makes me think it's a spiritual gathering and not a physical gathering, because I'm like, all of you just said you couldn't get together. So according to Wikipedia... Wikipedia? No, no, I'm getting to the Wikipedia definition. Thank you. Because that's like the the fucking inner circle. Yeah. According to Wikipedia, they hold glowing orbs and appear in space wearing robes. Okay. But according to Wookiee Fandompedia... Life Day was a holiday of the Wookiee tradition that celebrated family, joy, and harmony. Values in the tenets of the Wookiee culture, joy, and harmony, and family. Traditionally held at the Tree of Life in the forested Wookiee homeworld of Kashyyyk, celebrations were held by people across the stars after the Galactic Empire, making the Wookiee holiday their own. 
They marked the day with a festive decor, lights, feasts, music, where they were reminded of the compassion and the promise of the Tree of Life. Now, there's a whole Wikipedia here that will like take you down that thing. We even we even have fucking Mandalorian shit involved in this, but um, I don't have the time to go into it. I feel like I tried to do this and he- like on my own time a few years ago and was like, I don't. It's still, like the more it talks about it, the less I understand. Right. The less I understand it. Yeah. Like with the like, and the life and the family and you gather and there's life and family and you're like, ooh. What I love about this is that like now because of Galaxy's Edge, there's a lot of stuff about Galaxy's Edge in the Wikipedia now where I'm just like, okay. So you just keep moving the goalpost. Yeah. That's what this feels like. So Wookiees walk into a bright star and arrive at the Tree of Life, where many are gathered, including C-3PO and R2-D2 for some reason. And then Luke, Leia, and Han also appear, of course. We're going like, to bring it home with a yeah. rousing chorus of some beautiful spiritual Stars. sung by uh, Carrie Fisher. <laughs> Now, according to Wikipedia, she gives a short speech and sings a song in celebration. But we saw a different story. We saw Carrie Fisher just fucking zooted out of her mind. Yeah. Just singing words to the Star Wars theme. It was just attributes. Hi, my name. And she's feeling up Chewbacca in a very uncomfortable way. One eye's going one way, one eye's going the other, same as us while we were watching it. And to be clear, her voice is not cracking or anything. Not she's, bad. She's, she's got a good voice. doing a great job. It's just not... Nothing makes sense. Nothing is... There's no stem. She's not connected to the yeah, material. There's no, yeah, yeah, there's no stem. There's no roots, honestly. <laughs> In this tree of life. Yeah. So then Chewie remembers his adventures during an, the events of the original film. Oh, is Which, that was that, that was? was? That was, because that looked like a moment where he had a full-on PTSD flashback. Correct. Where we saw all of the war moments in Star Wars, including shots from outside the, the ship, ship, as you uh, correctly yeah. assessed. Yeah. We were like, how did he remember what the outside of the ship looked like? He'd be dead. But that's not for us to say. That's yeah. what happens with trauma. That's why we gotta take care of our veterans. So finally the Wookiee finally the Wookiee family sits around the table, bows their heads. This is what Wikipedia says, but in reality they grab hands. Wikipedia, mm-hmm. incorrect. And that, I guess, is life day. We all get to we all get to rub on some orbs, have ourselves a mutual uh, hallucination. Where we're in space, and which triggered our father's PTSD, then we all hold hands to calm him down, and that, my friends, is how you celebrate Life Day. I guess. Happy Life Day, everybody. Happy Life. So in the end, it's still the same old experience. Jen, did you yeah. learn anything? Did you find anything? Yes, you did. Okay. I'm so glad you asked. Because I was about to be like, can we do a segment where it's like, what did you find out that? Was yeah. So what is different now? The portrait that Mala looks at during the course of most of this quote-unquote special when she's mourning after (laughs) Chewie and is like where is my husband first of all is a very good picture of Chewie like good for him glamour shots 100% but also let's just take a look at his teeth that dude is wearing a flipper or he had some dental work done and I don't think it looks bad. I'm just like, this is amazing. Because it looks like he has a full-on human smile. He got he got his fucking glam on. Those Jeez. bangs. It's so good. He was sleek. Yeah. He was fucking the moment. He was. He yeah. was. He was. He was so the noticed, issue and the moment. So I noticed Chewie taking some care of himself for that picture for his wife, which means at one point, look, I don't want to speculate on their relationship at any point, but at one point he very much cared about her. <laughs> Oh, he clearly does during that awkward face mashing that happens after oh, the yeah. after they get back from the crime they were committing. Yeah, not during the main movies though. No, that's you never heard, you never even see or hear, never even mentioned. Yep, that we know of because we don't speak Wookie. The this, thing I noticed. I'll give you that. The thing I noticed was that creepy Kubrickian shining est moment when Lumpy was trying to fucking fix that machine. 
while Harvey Corman had a full-on seizure. Yeah. And I was like, God damn it. Nobody in this room should... No one should have let this scene go through. They should have added some, like, Benny Hill music. But, like, think like Benny Hill without any of the music or any of the Ooh. frivolity. Yeah. Like, you could have easily fixed that scene to be like, here, this is a child's toy, so this is a child's instruction manual. Right. But they the, did they not They did not do that. do that. Instead, they went... They were saying, like, oh, he's malfunctioning. I'm like, No. That's somebody having a manic episode, yeah. and it was terrifying, and it will haunt me until the end of my days. And I can't believe it's taken me five years to actually see that scene and go, holy fuck, that's horrifying. Just probably my anxiety. No, it's just a lot to process. The whole thing is a lot. Life day's hard. The holidays are hard, Jen. You gotta Life cook. Day? You gotta cook. You gotta fucking make sure that, the, that you hide your shit from Nazis. It's like yeah. a whole thing. Look, how many secret TVs do you have? You don't have to tell me. I'm just saying. Like, I was going to say, I'm not, I'm not, I don't have any secret TVs. What are you fucking talking about? Exactly. Me neither. Wink, mm. wink. Whip, whipster. Whipster. Honestly, that's the catchiest part of this, and I'm so mad about it, but it really is the like, whip, 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 whip. It yeah, fucking right. lands, man. I got no issue with it. It's fun. Uh, well, it's been a pleasure having another life day, uh, and we made it. We made it to the end of the mm. year, everybody. Um, so gather your family close, no matter how hairy or fart smelly that they are, and just, just hold hands and rub some orbs and jerk off in the living room, and I'll see you in the tree of life with, with a bunch of drunk robots, and we'll make it through the year together. Why do we do this to ourselves? Happy Life Day. Happy Life Day. Happy Life Day, everyone. Special thanks to the Barracudas for their kick-ass song, Promises, that started the show. Right now we're listening to the title theme from the epically weird album, Star Wars and Other Galactic Funk by Miko, released in 1977. You should absolutely check it out. Uh, this, The Star Wars theme cantina band, uh, this number, reached number one. The thing we're listening to right now reached number one on the Billboard Hot 100 in October of 1977. Stayed there for two weeks. It's amazing. Get after it. Ah, oh, Star Wars. Thank you to Jepsen's Lore and Hero Power for uh, funding us and allowing us to torture Jennifer Betcourt every year, making her watch the Star Wars Holiday Special. And of course, thank you to Jennifer Betcourt for being a good sport and getting in here and celebrating the holiday in style. Like I said, there's a link down below. Click on it if you want to watch us watch the show in real time. The second half. Thanks, YouTube. Thanks, The Mouse. It's still so fun, though. And, uh, hey, go drink. It's holiday. You've earned it. Time for a break. Go take a break. You do it right now. Watch, you rate and review first, though. That's first order of business. Happy holidays, you bunch of drunks. We did it! We made it! <laughs> so hungover. Chicago, you're back! I would say online, but you were never offline. And if you're in line with city guidelines, that means it's fine to get out and get together again! But even though the social climate has changed doesn't mean the actual climate is fine. You're still in a crisis due to climate change. Sorry to bust a party, but fear not, there's still hero power. The goal is simple. Create affordable, accessible, and easy ways for more people to support clean energy. All you gotta do, sign up today, and they will match 100% of your electricity use with Green E certified renewable energy certificates generated by wind farms in Illinois. Nothing changes with your service. There's nothing to install. You continue to pay ComEd. The only difference is now ComEd pays Hero Power for the supply portion of your bill, and they send that money to local wind farms. It takes less than two minutes to sign up, even less if you have your ComEd bill next to your text in hand. You can cancel anytime, no termination fees, and hey, you say you heard this from Chad the Bird, that's me, and they'll take $25 off your next electricity bill. That's a deal even 2020 couldn't kill. Hero Power customers have already funded over 5 million kilowatt hours of clean electricity, so get in there and do your part! Go to MyHeroPower.com right now and support clean energy, cause you're back, you made it, now let's, you know, keep the place clean.